Have you ever been called to something that you don't really think that you're qualified for or that you have the time for or that even you want to do? That's what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about a calling, a a nudge that God put on my life that was not one that was in the plan. That was not one which, okay, so a lot of the callings in my life I've realized are not in in the plan, which is one reason why I do listen when I get those. We have those those reasons. I don't feel qualified. I don't have time. I don't want to do this. And that's what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about something. Um, I'm talking about my decision to homeschool. Now, when you listen to it, I don't want you to, I'm not trying to convince you to homeschool. What I'm trying to let you know is that this decision did not come lightly. And it also did not, it came with me dragging my feet a bit. Sometimes God calls us to something that we're not ready for, or so we think, but he has a bigger purpose. He has a bigger plan. And so many times, so many times I talk to the women who I'm I'm working with and they know that there's something more. They just don't know what it is. They don't know. They're, They're feeling overwhelmed and stuck. They're feeling in a a tense of in a, like a sense a feeling of deep like there's something there I need to do so think about that what does that look like in your life and listen in hi friend I am so excited that you're here to check out her restored spirit podcast if you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited maybe it's a divorce loss of a spouse or even a child loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Hey, and welcome back to Her Restored Spirit podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Tammy, and I am talking today about when God calls you to something, whether you want to do it or not, you need to do it. So I, I've mentioned multiple times, and um, I don't think I've actually ever completely talked about my decision to homeschool. And I know that right now, if you look at the, the statistics, millions of people are choosing to homeschool. And... I'm not doing it to get on that bad. I'm not doing it because it's the easy thing to do. I'm not doing it because it's what I longed for. I love my children. I am a single mom, a sole parent, which is means that I don't have every other weekend to send them to their dads. I don't have, um, I don't have, grandparents local that I could send them to for weekends. Um, I I don't have other someone else to take them and drive them here and there. Um, and I've been doing it on my own for 10 years. I am a sole parent. 
Now, with that, I have support. I have friends who we we carpool and we have I have my tribe, I have my community. But when a push comes to shove, it's on me. And one of the things that drove me to homeschool is because it's God what it's what God told me to do. Now, how he did it was really through the kids where they were not getting what they needed at school. I have really smart kids. And with that, they think differently. I have a son who I adore, but he will do the minimum. Like he's smart enough to figure out what the minimum is to do and do that. And with public school, that's, he was getting away with that. He was rewarded for that. And he would get to spend hours reading novels and because he would give the teacher what they wanted and then he'd get to go back to his book. And so he, I'm telling you, like two to three novels a week is what he was reading. And it was, you know, a good enough. I'm not, it's, I'm not bashing the public school system, but what I'm saying is for my kids, that was not the right thing to do. Speaking of son, he decided to come in for a moment. So where was I? But it was, it wasn't giving him what he needed. And so my son and daughter are the ones who actually sat down and it's like, mom, we need to have a conversation and we want you to homeschool. And I was like, no, mm -mm, no way. Nope. I need you guys to go. I'm doing enough. Like I'm not trying to win the award for doing the mostest because I've checked. There is no award for that. And, um, really I know that if there was an award, it was an, it would be an Enneagram three that would, that would get that award. Not me, maybe an Enneagram seven because they just want all the experiences. Um, I'm not trying to do the most. And there are days that I'm just trying to survive. Here I am sole parent and try and trying to build a business that matters, trying to build a business that um, is God led and, um, and honestly, I was like, I am doing enough. I need some downtime. I am an introvert in that I rejuvenate by having my own time. And I talked about it before, how I don't get it at night anymore. And I am spent. I am emotionally, physically, spiritually, like I am spent by the end of the day. I give my day the all, like when I, um, working with clients where, um, you know, spending time with friends, working with the kids, I am spent. And now, and now I need to bring the kids home for those long days and I need to homeschool. And I didn't want to, but got to do it. Sometimes he asks us to do things that we don't think we're capable of. We don't think we're ready for, and we don't think that we even can do. And that's one of those things. Homeschooling is one of those things. And I'm going to tell you, it is still like we're in our second full year of classical conversations, which if you know that pro it's not an easy program and it's very different. My son is in ninth grade. He started in eighth grade. That means seven years he's been learning a, cer a certain way. And now he's completely learning a different way. He, his requirements, his expectations are completely different. Um, and we're, we have to rewire, relearn and recreate 
what learning looks like in the house. To tell you that I'm thriving in it, um, the first, so we started with a an online academy first. Um, this is one I researched. It had great reviews. It was uh, biblically based. It was it just, it seemed like a good fit. It was all online. That was a crash and burn. Crash and burn. Um, our house was the most miserable it has ever been. I was, I felt alone. I felt exhausted. Um, the kids were behind um, or what I thought was behind. Um, they did not do well with the assignments being online constantly. And I thought, okay, like this is my, this is it. This is terrible. We have to get out of this. And then I remembered that a friend told me about classical conversations. The one thing I've learned so far about homeschooling is you don't do it by yourself. So what I did is I had to readjust because to tell you that it was miserable in the house, I'm not exaggerating. We were stressed. We were, um, I was getting sick. Um, we had, it was the energy, the, we just were miserable for about six months. When I shifted into this community-based program, completely book work, reading and conversation and projects hands-on, a going to a community once a week and talking with other kids and other adults in your group, it changed everything. To say though, and, I, and I'm not gonna do this, this is not going to be a, hey, like you gotta do homeschooling. But what I want to you to focus on is the process that I had to go through was a pruning process. I still, uh, the first, so last year was our first full year. So eighth grade and fifth grade, sixth grade, eighth grade and sixth grade were my kids. And I had to pull back all the expectations. I had to pull back my desires. I had to set down my ego, my need for alone time. I had to see what was the minimum that I needed. And I had to figure out ways to get that. I've talked about how they're teenagers now. They want to stay up late and sleep during the day. So that nighttime routine that I built in over the years that I loved where I get to have my tea. I got to sit on the couch. I get to watch whatever I want. I, I got to, you know, like I would make myself like a little like charcuterie board. Like I would do something for myself that I knew was just, it made me feel like an adult and a woman, like not just, not just a mom. It's not the same when you have kids around barking, arguing, doing the things. It's not as relaxing. Um, I had to watch what I was watching on TV. Um, not that I watch some things that are bad, but it's things that they're, I, they just don't need to be exposed to yet. It's, you know, guilty pleasures, um, different reality TV shows or whatever stupid things that made it so I could turn off my brain and, and go. I had to look at what are my basic needs and how do I meet that? Just get it done. What is the minimum that we need to do to, to survive through this, to thrive, to more than survive, to actually enjoy this? 
And I started looking at, okay, what do we want to get from this? What do I want to learn through the year? And the first thing I wanted to do is I wanted our relationships back. I wanted the three of us. Now, we are very intense people. I have a one, a four, and an eight in this house. To say that we have strong opinions is, well, it's not strong enough word. Um, and for the most part, we're all learning to be healthy, but you know, they're going, they're teenagers going through puberty. There is not much healthy self-awareness when you're a teenager. So we, I wanted that. I wanted to go back to our triple F, our forced family fun, where we play games. We watch a movie. We'll spend time together. I, I wanted, I was, school and business was seeping into all areas of my life. And it's really difficult. The part that I was like, well, but if God called me to this, why isn't it easier? And I realized, I'm like, that's the wrong question. If God called me to this, why, you know, what does he want from me and the family? And so that's what I started looking at. What, what were my expectations? Which ones were unrealistic? What were our needs? What did I, the desired outcome was I wanted them to love learning again. I wanted them to have a community. I wanted them to have social lives and to thrive with friends who are all doing the same thing, learning the same thing. And I wanted to feel confident that I was doing the right thing. So then I made my schedule and plans based on those desires versus what we needed to learn. And all like running my schedule like I would have if I had the full day without kids. Because you know, let's just look at school, the school year versus summer. You cannot run the same way. So I had to fundamentally change how I did business during the day and like give lower my expectations so I can do this. And when God calls you to something, that's what you got to do too. He doesn't call you to something sometimes that you're just like, yes, like I know exactly what to do. I know I've been made for this. You have been made for this but it may not have been on your radar. It may not, you may not know how, but that's where we lean on him. When we started our day with him, when I looked at, okay, what is the purpose? And the purpose of homeschooling is to build relationships, to know God and make him known. That changes what my, what I needed to do. So that's some of the things that I, I went through. And now again, we're, we're entering the second year. So we've got some experience. I know, and I know some things, I, there's still things that I'm like, I did not do well. How can I do this better? There's things that I'm like, okay, my morning routine is going to be so important to fill me up so I can pour out. My morning routine doesn't have to look like everyone else's morning routine. It doesn't have to, I don't have to achieve 50,000 things in it. I don't need to be the, have the most productive morning to have a productive morning. Like the, the definition of productivity, I get to define that based on the God's, God's direction, God's um, leaning, God's um, insight for me. So I don't 
go through my morning and like have a checklist of nine things that I accomplish. My mornings are centering, God filling and resting. So that way I can, when I, when I hit the ground running and I start my work day, which is typically about eight and the kids get up and they're um, done with breakfast and everything. And I'm, you know, eight to 10 is when my most productive time frame. And then at 10, it's like, okay, now let me reset the kids. When I made a routine, when I looked at, okay, what are our needs in the moment versus what does the world say I need to do in this? It's di- my homeschool experience is different than someone doing the exact same program because either they work full time out of the house, which I know that there's women who are doing that as well um, in, in the same program as me or the women who that is their full-time job is to um, they're the lead learners and they work ever all day, every day um, pouring into their kids. And we all are called to different things. So when God calls you, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be easy, that you're going to love it. And you're going to know exactly what to do. You have to go through the fire. You have to go through the pruning. You have to it's like, what am I learning from this? I'm learning that I had a lot of expectations put on myself that are not necessary. And the same when you're healing, when you're trying to go from surviving to thriving, you're going to do things that you don't really want to do, but you know you need to do. You're going to do something, especially if God calls you to do it, that you may feel not ready for, or your ego may get in the way. Because I'm telling you, when I see that bus drive by in the morning, I have to remind myself that my kids are upstairs sleeping and I have this time instead of being hurried and rushed and, um, and force them in onto the bus because I liked putting them on the bus and then them coming back to me at the end of the day and getting off the bus. Judge me all you want, mom. We all have our limitations and that was one of them that I, I did enjoy because I had my time, but I realized that my time wasn't, that was not how God wanted me to use it. So I realized that, okay, well, like, while I see that bus go by, I have to thank God for the lesson in, you know, they're getting the sleep that they need. I'm given the time that I need to get centered, to get my work started in the morning while they're sleeping. So that way we can move into schoolwork when they're awake and I can get them set and I can get them going and then I can do an afternoon check-in with them. And this is where I give them an extra time. So that way if there's something I need to, to guide them in or teach them, or if they have questions that they just don't understand, then I've, I've built in that time to help them. So what is my point of sharing this? Again, When God calls you to something, it doesn't mean it's because it fits nicely in your plan. It doesn't fit nicely in what works for you. Sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes you have to go through that fire, that pruning, that um, setting down the ego and realizing, okay, what are my basic needs and what is God, how is God filling those? And setting down those expectations because we have this, this vision of what it should look like. 
So why shed it? Don't shit on yourself. It's one way to disappointment is to shit on yourself. But know that if God called you to it, there is a way. There's a way and it's for good. So while you're looking at what God's calling you to do, don't fight and don't search and be like, okay, when I know it all, I will go for it. Because I guarantee he's not going to give you all the details. This will probably freak you out. I know that they would freak me out. But if you are open and willing and just say, Lord, send me, use me, shape me. He will guide you. He will show you areas where, wow, I was made for this. I have been like the independent, my kids are pretty independent. So um, that's one of the benefits because they're independent. I can put them in there. I give them their list and things. And because we're offline, they're able to do it. Um, because they're independent when I have to go and when I go work out, I work out outside of the house because I need to get away for a little bit and I need to just go and have someone else tell me what to do and what to work out. I enjoy that. I can leave them because they're at the age where they can stay and work independently. So God has orchestrated all of this. And there's times that I have to step back and I have to remind myself that if it's of him. He will describe, he will shape. He will tell me next steps. He will show me where I am going wrong and where I'm making things too difficult. Because his yoke is easy. It may not seem easy at the beginning, but as you're walking through it and when you start to shed those things, those worldly things that don't really matter, you start to just have his yoke and not the world's yoke. Things are lighter. Things are are more joyful things are you can see how God orchestrated it so that's what I just wanted to share with you I wanted to share with you and let you know that there are things that you do that you may not like but you know that it's what God wants you to do so do it and ask him what parts of you need to change in order to align with him in order to see and to experience that joy and that peace I do have peace now about homeschooling. Have I figured it all out? No. Does it frustrate me still? Yes, at times, a lot of times, but it does. Like, And those usually are times that I have to do an ego check and recognize, okay, what was the purpose of this? So what do my kids need in this moment? Well, they need that support saying, you know, you got this. I know, I know you can do this. Let's look at the question. Let's break it down. Let's find out how to find the answer. And because of how I have worked with God to structure my time, I'm able to give them that time. So don't give up. Don't, just because it's a, you've tried it for a little while and it's like, nope, it, it hurt. It was not right. It doesn't mean that you're not right around from the breakthrough. We have to go through the, fry, the fire to come out shiny, to come out pruned or whatever the, I can't think of the analogy right now. Sorry, but you know what I'm talking about? Like to get all the imperfections out, you have to go through that resistance, that struggle. You have to trust God in the process. So I encourage you trust God in the process 
and one day you're at it one day at a time just one day at a time you'll see how things are lining up and how you'll get to that vision of oh i see what you did there god you are so good and know so much more than i do you know be grateful for those those struggles those trials one day i promise you you'll look back and you realize that you're stronger and you're you're better and you're closer to God because of it. Now, before I go, again, I'm just going to plug this workshop and this group that's coming up. So the workshop is just, you know, come, it is live. So it'll be you and I, it's, um, there's no recording um, or there's no replay for it. Um, I may record it just for, for me, but um, there's, there's no replay. It, each one has similar theme but each one will be a little bit different based on who shows up. We're gonna talk about three things that you can do to thrive today, to go from surviving to thriving and not wait because time is our most precious resource. The pain that you are feeling right now, that feeling of overwhelmed, feeling stuck, that, that grief that's overwhelming you, that feeling like you have no control over your circumstances. You may have gone through something, you've lost somebody really important to you. And if you're really honest with yourself, sometimes that person is yourself. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna look and figure out together how to start identifying those things, how to find yourself, how to start living a thriving and purposeful life. And it's really a lot simpler than you expect. Sometimes it's all about removing things that are no longer serving you versus adding more things to your list. So just come and, and just come and see. And um, I will talk more about the group next time because I've taken up enough of your time. But the group, if you're interested in that, get on a 20 minute call with me. Let's talk about it and how it can serve you. How it can help you remove those blocks, remove those things that are no longer serving you and help you step into that thriving life that you deserve. And with that, bye for now.